Good Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome in. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. As I was coming in from the parking lot into the uh, building here at 50th and Capitol, I think I passed Trey Alexander hitting another three. Yeah. Followed by another Blue Jay hitting another three. Hello. 19 threes last night. Creighton demolished Georgetown. Absolutely crushed Georgetown. No wonder they have those three sponsored. They got a lot of mentions last night. Oh, I don't even know. In a game like that last night, and you know Trey Alexander was magnificent in the first half and, and you know, could not miss, and he finished with 25, and every everybody that's ever played at Creighton got a chance to play last night. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you take away from that because, I mean, it's 99-59. There are sometimes in, in sports, you guys own this, we've all been in sports, where, you know, you're winning and you're feeling good and it's fun and it's like the three-ring circus and you throw in a shot behind your back and it goes in. All of a sudden you think you're going to be trying out for the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> like, this is our night. Yeah. And as you're blowing a team out, you're like, man, this is fun. There's got to be a point last night where Creighton fan looked to the person next to him and said, ooh, yeah, that was fun for a little bit. Now I feel bad for the team they're playing. <laughs> because, right. because here's the thing. That was one of the most embarrassing performances by an opposing team in that building ever. They didn't want to be there. The head coach didn't want to be there. And they were an embarrassment to the brand that is Georgetown, if the brand even exists. That was, the effort was lame, whether you were wearing street clothes or whether you were wearing a basketball uniform. And for we've talked about this for a while now, that that was the goodbye to Patrick Ewing. You know what? If I'm a Georgetown fan, hey, 33 can't get out of the program soon enough. And you hope that he hasn't torn down the fabric of Georgetown basketball, that the next person that comes in, it's just going to be a mess and it's going to take him years and years to clean up because Patrick Ewing has not just been mediocre. I can accept mediocre. I don't want to be mediocre, but I can accept mediocre. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, sometimes you just, God, you're, you're not good enough. But I can't accept being bad. And watching Georgetown last night, guys, it's cringeworthy. They're awful. Oh, yeah, that is a horrible team. that is one of the most god awful performances by an opposing team that did not want to be there. It is so embarrassing, and I would have a hard time being a Georgetown fan. And you already probably have because in Patrick Ewing's stay at Georgetown, you've been in the NCAA tournament one time, and you got hot in the conference tournament in a COVID year yeah. to go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. But what happened last night downtown? And I don't, I don't know if you're crazy to even watch the film. I mean, you're like, hey, it's a get-right game. At least no one got hurt. But the team they were playing, they should apologize to their own fan base. And you know what? They should apologize to the people that bought tickets to go see that game last night. Yeah, their team did really, really well. They hit 19 friggin' threes. Ryan Kalkbrenner had a wide-open dunk. I mean, if he would have missed that, just, just walk off the floor. It was 19 to nothing. 19 to nothing. And... The, the 85-year-old Usher had more of a pulse than Georgetown. <laughs> that was god-awful. Again, yeah. it is the most embarrassing performance by any team that has ever played Creighton in that building. And you know what? I say all this, and I'm not shocked. No. That's the crazy thing yeah. about where Georgetown basketball <laughs> is. I They were who we thought they were. I mean... They had no desire. They wanted to get in and out last night. They had no clue on how to play against Creighton, and it was like a high school team playing a freshman team yeah, last yeah. night. Intensity, talent, just desire. It, I, I can't get that out of my head of how just 
rotten Georgetown basketball has become and how they wanted no part of being in Omaha, Nebraska last night. That is, and I know they didn't get, they haven't gotten rid of Patrick Ewing before because of the buyout. Yeah. I mean, he's, that program is dead man walking. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, 33 is going to walk out of the building. And I don't know, if I'm a Georgetown fan, it might be tough to welcome him back, even though he is a staple of the history yeah. of Georgetown basketball. I just, I, I'm dumbfounded on how bad Georgetown was last night. Perfectly Absolutely put. awful. I could have scored last night <laughs> if, if they would have said, we need one more, and I ran out of the stands, and they handed him the basketball. I bet I could have, I could have caught it, a Euro step, boom, around Spears, layup good. Hey, don't, do primo, don't, do, don't do Primo Spears that way. Come on now. Come oh, on. my pick, Euro step is pretty good. Pick somebody else. Come on. Uh, it was 38 to 9. <laughs> my, my, Nick, it was 19 oh, I know. nothing. 19 I know. And Patrick Ewing had no idea what was going nope. on. I don't even know. Like, when they have a timeout last night. What do you say? Did they like? I thought that too. Hey, like, guys. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I mean, they One, just. One, two, three, can't cool. like, I like. Guys, whew, we got two more games left. Whew. Yeah. Gosh, where are you guys going for spring break? Yep. South Padre? Can I come? I mean, that's <laughs> you're playing out the season. It was it was 38 to 9. My wife comes downstairs from getting our son situated, and she goes, whoa. Oh, they suck. <laughs> like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. They, that's, it's, and we'll this be right is, back after this. This is really bad basketball. The thing that I always hate this time of year and teams that might have a similar profile as Georgetown. You know, watching on the flip side now, mind you, it's not nearly as bad as it's been with Stackhouse and Vanderbilt. But, I, I you know, then you see a, a Vanderbilt team that's kind of struggled a little bit. They go, into, they blue he- okay. they go into blue heaven, they beat Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always feel like there's this kind of lazy narrative about teams that have a record or have just kind of been on the struggle bus that you get towards the end of the year – and we're like, ah, they got nothing to play for. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna throw they're gonna throw in the towel. Yeah, this 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 is gonna be a, a cakewalk because these guys just want to play out the season. I think a lot of Division One athletes. I think hell, I think a lot of college athletes. There is a a sense of pride. There's at least a little bit in them that has them putting on the uniform, going out there, and at least competing. But you see performances like that that will always allow you to draw off of and say, yep. Case in point right there. That team did not want to be there. Their effort spoke volumes. And I I feel like taking something away from Creighton is not doing them any service. But I would 100% agree with you, Sharpie. You don't look at that film. If you're Mac, you're not like, hey, guys, did you see how good that worked? Man, we're going to capitalize on that. Oh, DePaul, look out, guys. We found something. No, because that is the type of game Hey, you win, you don't apologize, but that's the type of game that can give you false confidence because Creighton won, it was a good night. I'm not trying to pour cold water over it because that was domination from start to finish and good on them. But I take away more of how truly bad and how far Georgetown has fallen than I'm thinking, damn, Creighton is for real this team is peaking at the right time. And they just might be, but unfortunately, they played Georgetown, which doesn't give you any true gauge, in my opinion, especially from watching that game last night. It was a good workout. They They got their steps in. They won by 40. They won by 40. And it wasn't that close. And I don't think Creighton played great. 
Well, yeah, Creighton has played better games. Yeah, they have. They absolutely have. They won by 40. They won a Division One basketball game in the Big East Conference. Mm-hmm. They won by 40. They were up 19 to nothing. Mm-hmm. 19 to nothing. And Georgetown had no desire to be there. That's exactly what I said. Said they don't want to be there. Now, for the Asian Joes of the world who are diehard Georgetown fans and have never left Hoya Nation, <laughs> there is some Sorry. hope. Okay, so, so I mean, we, we, I mentioned this yesterday. I thought Patrick Ewing, I, I kind of wanted Patrick Ewing to succeed. You know, good story coming back to, to try and resuscitate a historically good program. But, His program. But, man, it's a long time ago. 7-24 now. They're 2-18 and in the Big East. 75-108 and in six years. One trip to the NCAA tournament. How'd they I, get two? I thought it was going to be a fit. Mm-hmm. It's a fit like you purchase a shoe that's two sizes too small. Yeah. And here, here's the saving grace for Georgetown basketball, is they are in a location where you can drive around some neighborhoods and you could probably find enough talent that you're going to be okay because of where you're located in the DMV. There's great high school basketball talent there, and you still are Georgetown. Maryland was 15-17 and 17 last year. Okay, They were not as bad as Georgetown is right now. They went and got Kevin Willard, and in a short amount of time, Maryland's won 20 basketball games. Mm-hmm. So it can happen at Georgetown with the right fit. Man, I, I, I just as watching Patrick Ewing last night. Man, the guy's a legend. The guy's an absolute legend. Still cool to see Patrick Ewing. It's I mean, Georgetown basketball. It's I got the Knicks. You got the 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 the. You know what he did under Big John. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if Patrick Ewing can come back to Georgetown. He has. They have taken that program to the low of all lows. You just hope. It's kind of kind of a little bit of a Nebraska football. I was just going to ask you. Sound familiar? Is have you done so much damage to the fabric of the program that the next person is going to spend years and years and years mm-hmm. trying to patch it all up? Or is it just you are so bad at your job and you don't have an answer for anything? Because I think Patrick Ewing knows basketball. There is no doubt. I don't think it translates to him teaching basketball. And, of course... There's this thing called 40 minutes of a game yeah. where you've got to make decisions. So you have to wonder, is the fabric of the program so ripped apart that the next guy has no shot? And I and I and as I'm watching last night, and there's a lot of comparisons, historical comparisons, to Georgetown basketball and Nebraska football mm-hmm. because they went through stretches where they were the best of the best in their respective sport. Yeah. Georgetown in the 80s, Nebraska in the 90s, is the coach that just was here or currently here have they just blown it up where you got no shot? Now, with Nebraska, I used to think that, and then the more I've watched the last three months, I don't think the fabric of Nebraska football was ripped apart as much as we thought. But I think the Georgetown fabric, and, and basketball is a little bit easier to turn around quickly because you get about three or four dudes, and you know things can change, and all of a sudden you can go from 15 wins to, to 20 wins, or I don't know, Georgetown's got to hope that they go from seven wins to... I don't know, 15 wins, is is it so bad and your roster is going to be so decimated that Rick Pitino, Mike Bray, Ed Cooley, nobody can fix it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, what I watched last night, I just, I, I can't get that out of my head of how awful Georgetown was and how they had no desire to be in Omaha, Nebraska last night. It's like when the Lakers were a 60-loss team a few years ago. I mean, that's the Lakers. Some teams are not supposed to be that bad. Well, when you when you have you know, two things from that that stood out, 
is the 40 minutes of the the in-game adjustments, the overall game plan itself, and how you sort of, again, adapt and adjust to the game flow. And I bring up the 38-9 to mark, where I think that's where Trey got off the end of his, what, four three-pointers in a row? And you get the timeout. And body language is one thing, but you can always tell. We were just talking about Izzo and how animated he was in the first half of that Nebraska game, where things are going bad. He's trying to get the attention of his guys, and you know, as soon as they huddle up, you can tell they're they're getting to work. Like there was this lost look on Patrick Ewing's face. There was a lost look on the team's face, and I I would like to think that you know Patrick Ewing, who's been around the game, who's played in some of the most highest leverage games, both collegiately and professionally, that you know strategy, you know adjustments, but more than anything, you know your team. And so how do you stymie certain things? How do you maybe change something up? How do you maybe just throw something at them that they haven't seen just to see if that can slow down momentum? And I don't know if that was translated. I don't, I don't, it, the, the thing is, the painful thing is if you're a college basketball fan is you don't know the answer because the team comes out and they look exactly the same. And I think what's worse from a teaching aspect, if there was adjustments made and that's what you saw. That to me says these guys are not developed, they're not they're not taught. And so you've got a bunch of dudes just running around hoping for the best. And I'm sorry, that that's not that's not a good formula in NAIA basketball, let alone Big East basketball. So those are two major problems. Either the adjustments, the in-game adjustments aren't being made or there's no answer to what a team is doing or even worse there is, but your players are so far gone because you and your staff have not taught them. Because they got Primo Spears, a good player. They've got some some guys. They've had they've had a run of talent. They have. They've had nice rosters. They can't keep anybody there. But if you're not developing it, and it, when you do try to communicate and try to make adjustments and try to do something to slow things down, and it's still not working, well, that's in my opinion even a bigger problem. Uh, the problem last night is they didn't show up. They stole people's money and time last night. They, they owe people an apology. Should play the game earlier. Hey, North, Northwestern Penn State was kind of my saving grace last night. Well, there's a lot of great, a lot of great basketball last night. We had, we had a chick fight yesterday. I mean, yesterday was a good day of basketball. Mm-hmm. It was a horrible night for Georgetown, and yep. it's been a horrible run, and it's going to be over yep. before long. And and they'll make they'll make the next hire, and it won't be some mid major, never heard of him guy. They will swing for the fences, and the next time that Georgetown comes in here, they're going to be at least a competent team. Now, I don't know, they're they going to get beat by 40? No. Are they all of a sudden going to turn around? They're going to be the best team in the Big East? I don't know. Big East is becoming a pretty deep conference. Is just I, I, I just Man, I'm just blown away of how poor that basketball team was last night. Because if you beat a team by 40 and you hit 19 threes, you're supposed to go, wow, did you see blank, blank, blank? Yep. Did you see small ball with Art? Uh, well, I've still got to worry about that bench. Uh, I don't know, you know. You know, Farabella looked like he had Georgetown disease in the way he was shooting. You, you can't. You can't because the team you were playing was so god-awful last night. And it and it was like, went from, man, this is kind of fun. Man, Too balls like, movement. Yeah. You know, guys are jumping in passing lanes. There are deflections. There's easy buckets. Shots are falling. Trey Alexander is, like, putting all kinds of tape for his NBA yeah. resume. Oh, yeah. And then and there, was a, the, then there was the turn of, man. Bad for Georgetown. Yeah, how much time's left? How would you like to have traveled to Omaha to watch that game? And you're a Georgetown fan. You're sitting behind a bench. 
You're like crawling under your seat going, no, get me out of here. Get me out of here. All right. Uh, welcome they, in, you everybody. know what they did beat Xavier, though? It's the game where you get well, free tickets. So, so, so they beat somebody, and you go, okay, how? Right. Why? <laughs> how come? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Even the year they won the Big East uh, postseason oh, I'm tournament. I'm sorry. I'm never mind. I'm thinking DePaul beat Xavier the, anyway. The, the Big East postseason tournament, look at what the record was. What, they 500? Mm-hmm. I mean, they had to make a run there. Yeah. So it's almost over for Georgetown. I wanted to say goodbye to Patrick Ewing last night. Ooh. You did. Hmm. He had no, by the way, he had, I mean, you, he's, he, him and his staff were getting at each other. It was it was really uncomfortable. That's even worse. It was really really uncomfortable last night. All right, uh, welcome in everybody on a uh, Thursday morning, off and running the second uh, of March. It was a busy night for basketball. There's a little bit more definition on what's going on with the Big Ten seating regarding uh, Nebraska. We did have a chick fight last night. I didn't know that, and I just watched the video of it. Eh, not bad. In the comparison to other chick fights you've yeah. seen. Oh yeah, I've actually called one. A chick fight? Yeah, you called one. Oh yeah. Uh, like yeah. a, am I allowed to say chick fight? It's six o'clock. Whatever. It's it's. Well, fine. I don't think it's just six o'clock. Do you mean I think people have found that a female basketball fight yesterday yeah. between Kentucky and Florida? Yeah, I called one where ten people, and I believe a manager was thrown out, and this one team finished with five players total, and the other had six. Thankfully, we won. I've only seen one at a bar. Mixers, rest in peace. It's been a couple different places since 72nd and Harrison. So uh, I had a couple in high school. I had two girls that absolutely hated each other. I mean, granted, they were dating the same guy. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, the details. Uh, wasn't me. <laughs> that was my next question, but all right. No one. You no, headed that one off? Uh, I didn't know him very well. He was in my uh, my class. Um, I was like, first of all, I would not be fighting over that dude. He's a loser. <laughs> but they got into a fight, like, not once, but twice. And of course, you know when you're in when you're in like high school, mm. back before we had you know cameras and everything was yeah. videotaped. You know how you'd make a circle. Yep. And oh yeah. Be encouraging. Yep. So you yeah. saw the circle. You could be like uh, twenty yards away. You're like if you see a circle, you run right over to it because like nobody fun. was yelling. World Something's star. happening. Or there's chatter. Like everybody, hey, uh, such and such, they're gonna fight after school. After school, over in the church parking lot behind the school. Got ten it's bucks. Awesome. Them. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they got into two. They threw some haymakers, I will say that, and there was some hair that was pulled out. Mm-hmm. Like Ward Gotti, minus the hair? Uh, not to that extent, but it was kind of interesting to see because, you know, I mean, I, I kind of went in uh, Freddie Pacheco, and I was kind of <laughs> going, hey, you got to go with a closed fist. Okay, this is not, you know, if you're talking technique, you're going to go open hand or kind of partially yeah. open hand. You got to go close fist if you're going to. You needed Harold Letterman there to yeah. make sure you, you you bring the back leg into that into that punch there too. You get a little bit more torque there. That's what you. But need. SEC tournament, they had eight ejected. Then last night, I mean, everybody was angry yesterday. It's <laughs> yeah. it's March Madness, <laughs> uh, Alabama and Auburn. Yeah. yeah, there were players yeah. ejected in that game for leaving the bench. Alabama mm-hmm. was down seventeen, came back and won in overtime. A lot of stuff surrounding Brandon Miller and Alabama. But Nate Oates is Nate Oates can coach. He not he might not be able to weave his way through a PR issue. Yeah, but they won two of the last three SEC titles, and they rallied to win. If you listen to any audio today, and Jimmy tracked this down, Bruce Pearl's Uh-oh. response to the little skirmish that got some Auburn players or Alabama players ejected, it's funny. It is classic <laughs> Bruce Pearl. Smashed, 
My guys have been smashed. They've been smashed. Smashed. I tell you, smashed. <laughs> That's what happened to Georgetown last night. All right. Uh, a little bit later on the show, Steve Sipple from uh, On3 is scheduled to uh, join us. As, uh, Nebraska football now. We're closing out on about two weeks out from spring ball. This is uh, the last week of winter conditioning as well. They're coming up on. Um, so there'll be some more videos, I imagine. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the coaches uh, going head to head? We'll discuss that. It's, yeah. It's it's part of uh, the Matt Rule competition committee, mm-hmm. which is uh, okay to see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I have I have some takeaways. I, I, think, I think the one that was released yesterday, I watched a little bit more. Yeah. Just because I'm trying to pick out pl- certain players to see either how different they look or if they're wearing a black practice jersey. Okay. I was watching uh, Garrett McGuire. Little wiry little dude. That's why you hire young coaches. Wiry little dude right there. I mean, can you imagine like Whipple and Mickey Joseph <laughs> fighting? I mean, like at, at, and in front of the player. Well, maybe they did fight in front of the player. So I know they're with two different staffs, but like Whipple versus Ed, Ed Foley. That would yeah. have been intense. Problem is, Whipple's going to have to be a one-punch guy because he can't move. Well, yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to lay one and get his frame. Hopefully, stagger or knock out. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I don't know, I mean, Ed Foley spent some time in Philadelphia. That's true. Yeah, I think he would. That is true. He would he would lose his marbles and then it would be game on. Uh, but yes, it is uh, workout video time of the year. Yes. As Nebraska closes in on uh, ending that and moving on to uh, spring football. Trev Alberts last night said they sold forty five thousand tickets, which seems about right. That's on mm-hmm. pace. It'll be probably a really good walk up if the game's not sold out prior, which I don't think it'll be. But if the weather is good, right. they'll have a, uh, a really good uh, walk-up. So Steve Sipple will join us coming up a little bit later. Also, uh, your chance to win a uh, gift card. It's uh, Ask Us Anything Thursday on uh, Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Uh, ask Us Anything. That's what it is. If you've not participated before, here's your opportunity. Ask us any question, good, bad, and ugly. We will, in our best ability, try and answer it. And if you have the best question that humors Jimmy at 1620thezone.com, you will win the uh, gift cards. Send uh, Jimmy your questions. We'll do that about 9.30, and then Brian Edwards uh, stops by as well with a thought or two. It was his beloved Gators that were involved in the fight between Florida and Kentucky yesterday. Yeah. Watching the video? You just watched the video, right? I did. Okay. It's a terrible throw. Started with chucking the ball, right? Well, yeah. Just Um, a bit outside. Do we not play dodgeball in school anymore? Is that too rough? Um, Because the girl... They have squishy balls now, so they still do. The girl or... I don't know, I'm going to get crushed for this. The lady, the basketball player. The female yeah. student-athlete? Yes. So the Kentucky player is three feet away. How do you miss? <laughs> How do you miss well, three feet away throwing a basketball at somebody else? She almost are hit we, her teammate. Are, are, we, are we not playing dodgeball in school anymore? Are we not preparing the youth of America in competition and when you're out on the mean streets that dodgeball has a lot of redeeming qualities. And in that case, when you need dodgeball skills in the middle of the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament and you are so angry and frustrated because your season is that there is an opposing player three feet away and you cannot hit them, it's a bad miss. Do I need to remind you? You will not be playing uh, softball in your later days. The difference between the PSI and a basketball and a dodgeball, though. That can that can take the trajectory of one's throw off enough to miss said target. And there there are dodgeball leagues that I am proud to say that I have participated in the last twenty years of my life. They use kind of the foam ones. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. 
They're kind of spongy. Yeah, they and, little and, spongy balls. Yeah, now. They're, they're more spongy, we so use they, they don't hurt. Balls. You don't have like the rubber ones that you did mm-hmm. get in in the movie Dodgeball. So I, I you know, it, it just depends on what you were exposed to. I thought I, she you know, was aiming for a teammate. That's how bad. The well, there's was. dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Yeah, they weren't throwing. How about how know. about how about we work on not just the five D's of dodgeball, but, but the throwing, T of dodgeball yeah, throwing. of throwing the dodgeball. I just ball. I without I don't want to pass judgment until I know. What type of dodgeball those players were exposed to? What type of ball that they were exposed to? Because there's a variation of dodgeballs now that could be completely different than the basketball. That's going to take your aim off. I'm just saying. I think it will. So let's just let's let's be open to no. She was that. three three feet away. But it was like the, Rick the, and Keel throwing. The, if you're going to get tossed, the basketball go is a little heavier than I think the dodgeball that and they might have played with. Larry Bird when he throws the ball, Bill Lane Beer, about same distance, maybe a little further. Perfectly hit on the head. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the intended target, like stared at her, and said, "No one makes me bleed my own blood." <laughs> and so that threw her off. And she had not seen the movie Dodgeball, and so she was Aaron on the toss. And there it is. God, I hope so. I hope there are a lot of things I wish for in life, but in that moment right there, if there was some type of dodgeball reference. I don't even know who the players' names are. I, I probably haven't watched them ever in my life. I want to be their number one. Well, fan. it was great because the girl that the female student athlete, the lady, Kentucky player, the Kentucky player, yeah, there we go, that did not get hit, like stared back at the Florida player and said, "F you, Chuck Norris." <laughs> <laughs> F and Chuck Norris. <laughs> and then, as the coach from Kentucky, who they win, so you know they're continuing on. He's standing there on the sidelines going, oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> it was a 14 versus an 11 also. That context is kind of funny. It's so like two bad teams. So playing. which team was Globo Jim? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Which team was Globo Jim out of this whole thing? He yeah. was like right in front of her. Well, it's the SEC. So SEC's basically Globo Jim with their, their slogan. It just means more. It's basically we're the SEC. We're better than you, and we know it. So... It would have been the the, the commentators. Uh, uh, they they would have, if if like the the analyst would have said, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That would have been if great. They would have dropped that line. Then you just stop the broadcast and yeah. you're like, they walk off and give them an award. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it brought some the attention. To or the one of them just says, "That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off." <laughs> All right, thirty-three past the hour. This uh, Thursday morning edition. There's uh, Nick, Jimmy, and Gary. Uh, lots to discuss. Uh, even there is a couple of things to take away from the game last night from uh, Creighton's perspective. Uh, also, we'll talk a little about Nebraska men's basketball as well because I listened to uh, some sports talk radio yesterday. I know it was senior night on, tu- uh, on Tuesday night in Lincoln. I didn't realize the season ended. I don't know. I, I, I thought they had a couple more games. I, I got the, in, the impression yesterday listening to sports talk radio. In this town, that the season is over. I, I do know. believe they go to Iowa City this weekend. Check my pocket schedule. That's what you guys told me. All right, 33 past the hour on uh, 1620.